It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. Dynasty Podcast, Haima Black here in Pilsen, Dynasty HQ. We're back for another week. Uh, coming up here, we're almost at our 13-year anniversary on this podcast. At the end of this month, we'll be celebrating 13 years. So we're just keeping it going, keeping it going with new conversations, with new guests we have never talked to before. And tonight, uh, I am joined by two talents from Chicago. We have UG Vavy, Skinny Hendricks, yep. joining me here tonight. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, man. Bowling. Yeah. <laughs> First off, thank you guys for coming up, and thank you... Um, we had some miscommunication initially about like where the podcast was, and right, so when you right. guys got here, so there was like some reconfiguration of the stream, and like that set things back. So I'm appreciative that we were able to get this going, and you guys hung out for a little bit, and we just talked a bunch of stuff about like comics and, and all sorts of things. Yeah, so facts. so thanks for coming up and hanging out. Thank you for having me, man. This Absolutely. Is you know what I'm saying. Um, so how are you guys doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Taking it all in. It's an off day, so you know, enjoying it. Yeah, how's the summer been treating you guys? Pretty good. It's a good summer. Yeah. Really busy, though. Hot I as mean, hell, too. I'm yeah. super hot. Just nonstop hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So with this podcast, especially when we have people on for the first time, we always kind of start at the beginning. So I would love to know how music entered each of your lives, how this became a thing that each of you were doing. Cool. Man, you got to kick so, it off. All right. So music, you know... My parents, like, growing up, that's what they played nonstop, of course, from anywhere from rap, reggae, R&B, all type of stuff like that. I think I became really aware of music, though, when I became... What happened? I remember... That fat I, bitch tried to hit your line. And nah, you, she nah. She was like, spit that shit for you. <laughs> she was like, I really, I really became aware of music when... I think I was, I, I was riding in my uh, dad's new car. He got a Camry Ooh. or whatever. Ooh. And then he was playing Doggy Style. Oh and my I, God! It's a classic record. Yeah, yeah. But I remember like the first, <laughs> the first like the, I think the very beginning interlude with the bathtub or whatever. It's bathtub. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's called bathtub. Yeah. So it really like as a kid, I'm like, damn, I never heard nothing like this. And then it was hella profanity. It was crazy. Was yeah. supposed to listen to listen to that type of stuff at that age. I think I was about like five. Oh but, my God! <laughs> but I think that kind of just intrigued me, and I was like, oh damn! And I end up stealing that same CD from my dad. So. I was going to say, that's a mature record for a five-year-old. Oh, yeah, facts. But my dad, he was just a different <laughs> breed, so he just didn't care. He was like, I'm going to listen to my music, and you're going to sure. take it in. And I didn't complain. I'm like, I don't hear this when I'm with my mom. So, yeah, I think that's when I really became like aware of music. But it's been in my life ever since, just, you know, from reggae music. My uh, uncle used to have this tape by a guy named Mobe One. He's like a, a big DJ in like the, like the Caribbean type of music and stuff like that. And it was just a mix of all type of reggae songs from like Wayne Wonder right. to uh, Boo Banton to all type of stuff. I don't know if I'm pronouncing the name right. But, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but... It's about the confidence, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but yeah. Ever since then, I've been hooked, you know? Haven't gone a day without it, so... Yeah. What That's about what you? she said. <laughs> Nah, man. Uh, for me, though, like, uh, kind of similar. I was in the backseat of his dad's car with him. And uh, just, <laughs> and you also heard Doggy Style, and you're like, me too. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I heard an Usher CD, and it was like, damn, that's fire. But nah. Uh, He's for, in a trunk. For, for me, exactly. But nah, for me, though, uh, I was just like, because I started off just like being like a super, like, well, you know, every kid, you kind of like, Unless you just like a lashky kid, you pretty much, your parents are making a lot of your decisions and shit. Or sure, like, sure. Or kind of like the... 
the source of like what you're kind of like getting like, like kind of like around, you know. Mm. And so my mom was playing like obviously like like '90s R&B because it's the '90s, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And uh, which like I think kind of like made me appreciate melody and just like just earworms, just like those type of things that get stuck in your mind. But right. my older brother, uh, he's like eight years older than me, so he was already like, mind you, at this time I'm wearing like sweaters and like my pants are flooding. My brother used to be like, bro, pull your pants down. Like you just like, <laughs> like, like, geez, like you, just, you just need to like kind of assert yourself. Right. And with him just doing something as simple as telling me to think for myself, I started like finding my own shit. And I was watching like, hey, you're on it as a shorty and just like the jazz of it, like uh, that was like a Nickelodeon's cartoon. But uh, yeah, yeah. Just, it was just the jazz of it just like really just like kind of caught to me and it made me just kind of like want to just get used to like those type, creating those type of sounds for myself. Right. Yeah. So I probably blame Hey Arnold. And so how did, <laughs> that's a bit, I think I've asked this question a lot on the podcast and I think it's the first time somebody has, has credited Hey Arnold for their <laughs> musical inclination. That's what it's about, man. Yeah. So how did each of you go from discovering, you know, respectively Doggy Style and Hey Arnold, those two things not often in a sentence together. Right. Uh, but, you know, discovering those or- original inspirations, how did that go from you each becoming artists yourselves? So with me, uh, originally I didn't want to rap. Like I wanted to be the background guy, just making. So I started making beats, and that's because like I think at about like seventh grade or something like that, my cousins had moved away. So uh, that's who I spent a lot of my time with. And I was on YouTube, you know, just browsing through stuff, looking at different visuals and stuff like that. And I came across Just Blaze making beats on an MPC, and I'm like, damn, this is cold. Like I think. It was some crazy sample that he flipped. And I was like, man, this is real cool. I want to do this type of thing. So what happened was that I stole FL Studios. I'm sorry, Image Line, but uh-huh. <laughs> I had to steal FL Studios. And then basically from there, I was making beats. Like my beats when I first started were completely trash, but I worked at it every day. And then I came across uh, this website called warbeats.com. And it was a guy, he wasn't the best at making beats, but he basically taught you like, the basics of how to produce, you know what I mean? Gave you music theory, all type of stuff like that. How to sample, how to use different things. All the all the fundamentals. All, all yeah. the fundamentals. Yeah. So then after that, I just started, my beats went from everything, the violin, the, the synth, everything playing one pattern. It started to switch up as I started doing it more and more. And then uh, what really inspired me to start rapping was uh, actually... Emil, because, uh, you know, we was in class and I was freestyling. And he was like, yo, bro, you should rap. Like, we constantly just freestyle back and forth. up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like, man, you should rap. And then me, I was thinking to myself, like, how can I rap? Like, the rap that I listen to, nobody does. Like, I don't do what they do. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of the music I listen to was Lil Wayne, 50 Cent. Sure. Uh, Cameron, you know, Gucci, stuff like that. Well, and that was all the, like, that was kind of before anybody could really upload their own sounds to SoundCloud and stuff. Because right. like, that was all, right. I mean, all that stuff was the corporate, la- and I'm not knocking any of those artists, but it was all yeah. the like major label radio rap. Oh, facts. Yeah. yeah. So they really controlled the image of what music was at that time. And I'm like, man, I don't kill people. I don't shoot people. I don't sell drugs. Like, you know what I'm and, saying? And to be like, fair, most of them didn't either. Right, 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 yeah. right. Facts. And but we you, can't speak but you on know what Killer Cam does or don't do. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just basically I was like, man, I don't fit the criteria. But then, you know, when he told me to rap, and then also I was big on Kanye, you know, from sure. sampling and all that type and of stuff. And he's a Chicago so, kid who he, also started making his samples and yeah exactly absolutely. and I was like he don't talk about none of that but he still has a lane and I was like I, I gotta get this a shot you know what I'm saying so that's when I started dipping and dabbing the music and then yeah the rest is history that's amazing 
Yeah. Why do you, Emil? I definitely feel like uh, it comes from like that mentality. Like at least for me, that that first start was like because I started off just wanting to draw, just wanting to draw like Dragon Ball Z pictures or Power Rangers, whatever the fuck I saw. <laughs> sure, that, everybody that, like did. popped up in my head, and like man, like you can low key become like that nigga in school if you knew how to draw Dragon Ball Z like at a young <laughs> age, like, especially if you knew about it. But like. But yeah, so like with that though, I just wanted to be an artist in general. That's what like I remember like in third grade, like I wrote, that's what I want to just be an artist. And then mm-hmm. I didn't think about that like at the time that that was only consistent of drawing lines and color. And as I got older, I found out that was like I can use my voice as like the main as an artistic instrument. Tool. As yeah. An instrument. Yeah. And so with that, Fast. that's pretty much like how I kind of like kind of like found my voice within like just the word around me. Because at first I didn't know what a fuck a 16 was or like right. I was just filling <laughs> up pages with words, you know what I'm saying? And Born like and, down. Yeah, just like let, and making sure they rhyme and it kind of be like a slash to indicate that this is a different bar. But pretty much just fat ass paragraphs of words that rhyme and shit until I just like, and at this point wasn't even thinking about like really just putting them over beats, just wanting to like get the words out of my head, you know? Yeah, and just yeah. put it out and express yourself. Well, yeah, I'm looking facts. like as you were talking, I saw your arm. You got a Napster tattoo, it uh, looks like. Yes, yeah. You got a Mario tattoo. Did you design those or uh, like? Well, this is actually a Mario based off Bape, like the uh, Bape. Uh, that's the Bape monkey behind him. Okay, Bape yeah, yeah. Uh, Napster though, it was like, all right, so in like 2010 is when I started getting tattoos and shit. But like at this point though, my mom doesn't know I have tattoos. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. So a lot of them are hidden. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like they was like like shit on my chest or like my side, shit to like really hide it. And then like when I turned 18, my mom was like. Uh, she was like, all right, for sure. I don't care no more. You can get a tattoo. So I went and got like some stars behind my ear just to be like, mom, I got my first tattoo. I did it. Right, and then I yeah. showed the other ones later like they're brand new. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then like, yeah. So like when I started like, so with the uh, Napster tat though, I was like, man, so I really feel like Hispanic people or like white people, like, you know what I'm saying? They, they tattoos just come off so colorful. Like you can right. get like a bright red, you can have a fucking dragon underwater smoking a blunt. <laughs> with a koi, <laughs> with a koi fish. How did you know that that's my back tattoo? <laughs> well, with a like, koi fish. Oh, damn. I just sensed it, you know what I'm saying? Spirit animal. But like with black people, I feel like all we get is like black and green, like dark color ass tattoos and shit. Like, and most of the time you can't even see them after a certain age. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, kind of got tattoos that we never seen. Facts. It's you like know? LeBron's tattoos. Never like, seen them, like, motherfuckers. Like, they there in spirit, but Damn, you can't see them. The lightest you can be is, like, low-key J.R. Smith. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's the lightest you can be at this point and still, like, have tattoos and shit. But, like, yeah, so I got the NAFTA tattoo with the intent of, like, just having, like, actual green and blue. I'm like, Well, and it looks good. Like, I just, I notice it right there because as I'm looking at you, like, that's exactly where the angle is. But, like, as someone who grew up on Napster, I was right, like, holy right. shit, uh, I haven't Parker seen Legend. one of those in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the, and then we're going to circle this back to you guys, but have you seen the Napster documentary? Uh, no. So does the dude actually have the charisma that uh, Justin Timberlake had when he played him in his no. social network? No, 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 no. Uh, they were just two, two super dorky computer yeah. nerds. And like, uh, I think before computer nerds was like really I cool. Think, yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, well, there's a Napster documentary, it's called Downloaded. Mm. It's by it's Alex. Netflix? I don't think it's on Netflix. I think you might have to like, Pay two bucks to watch it on YouTube or whatever. Right. But it's good. It is this incredible document of like what the internet and music was like at the turn of the millennium. Mm, And it's amazing to see how many musicians, and it's all the musicians you would think are total badass, like countercultural icons. We're like, oh, no, no, no. I don't like the internet. That steals from artists. Like Eminem, Trent Reznor, Metallica, Uh, like Dr. Dre, Snoop. Everybody who was like, you were like, wait, I thought you were supposed to be like a total badass. Like, and now right. you're like, wait, you know, Eminem being too. like, wait, you're breaking the rules. You're I like, still music what? too. <laughs> look, 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 don't steal mine, though. Right, right. That's I'm still the, music, and then, like, don't steal mine. And then suddenly you have David Bowie, and this is all footage from 1998, 1999. You have David Bowie come on, and he's like, 
oh, this is wonderful. I love that this is the future. And you're like, right. of course, David Bowie was the one guy in this who was like, yes, internet is great, and this is how things should be. And then everyone else who you thought was like a total, you yeah. know, either on the rock side, like this badass, satanic, evil motherfucker, or on the rap side, like these stone-cold killers, all these guys were like, Oh no! Please don't steal from us. You know? right, 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 right. At that point, though, like they was like you was actually making money from the oh, music Oh, you're making so though. much money. It was so the, it was like, the they, end of it. They didn't want yeah. any. That same with like movie piracy, you right? Know what I mean? And yeah. that's why there was this really cool interview from that uh, Ben Affleck and someone else. It was two other guys with him. I saw that going around on it, Twitter. Exactly, and, and he, he predicted like, Netflix. Broke, he broke down Netflix, Spotify, pretty much streaming and but general. like ten years before it, bro. What's right. up with regular confidence? Like and this like broke down like the like. The algorithms and like all the trajectory of reasons why streaming is the and main And you'll subscribe thing. to right. video and see your movies Shit that way. Crazy. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. amazing. That's if, crazy. He, if he that smart 10 years ago, how the fuck he do Justice League? Yeah. <laughs> 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 how was he that smart enough to avoid that bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> I never understand it. That could be a whole different discussion <laughs> of what I happened to Ben Affleck. Yeah. So, uh, so in the present day, what are each of you working on? I know you have new music in the works, but what's going on with each of you individually right now in the present? Hello, Dr. So, uh, friend. Me, <laughs> me uh, I got a tape basically I've been working on for a while. I actually got a shit ton of music. I just never had the time to put it out. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. And the tape is going to be called Inferno, right? It's going to be called Inferno, basically. So uh, I don't know if you passed by the East Room recently, but I got a fat-ass mural put in the front of there. Okay, yeah, whatever, yeah, Right across from uh, Emporium, right where the ATM machine is. And then also on the murals on Hubbard, I got another fat-ass mural right there, too. So, so, so less fatter ass, yeah, but yeah, yeah, still yeah. fat ass. So, <laughs> so basically, I've been working on a tape called Inferno, just trying to be consistent, give more music to the people and stuff like that. But bring me into this because, like, I want to touch on a couple of those things. But a, let's just start with the murals. How did those murals come together? Because, like, especially yeah. East Room, we're like, yeah. okay, so I teach at Columbia College. Every single quote unquote young person, right? Like, yeah. I'm in my 30s, so they're young people. Every young person that is the number one place they go to. When I hear them Facts. talking outside of class, when I hear them talking in class, they're like talking right. about East Room. I see them on Twitter, whatever. They're talking about East Room, and yeah. I mean, like, I know those guys, like Zach Eastman, all those guys who opened it. So, yeah. like, I'm not like an old go person. Go ahead, being pick like, up them names you dropping. <laughs> is Zach Eastman a name to drop? I like Zach Eastman. Like, but my my point is, I'm not like an old person. Being like, I've heard of East Room. Like, I've gone to East Room, like everybody. But yeah. this is what I'm getting at. Eastrum is prime real estate. That is like right. the hub of like music culture in the city right now. That's yeah. where everyone goes. So how do you land a destination like Eastrum for your mural? Because that is just you couldn't have asked for a better destination. So so honestly, I'm gonna be completely honest That's with you. Sure. Full disclosure. That it's the homie Jake Merton. His okay. name is Look at Art at Look at Art. Mm-hmm. Check him out. So basically, you know, uh, we hit him up online, and I was like, Yo, I see you do, you know, graffiti. You know what I'm saying? Real big. Like big projects or whatever And I was like It'd be dope If he actually put our cover Somewhere Where like You know what I'm saying I wanted Like to, everyone's I, gonna see it Everyone's gonna see it Yeah And you know I've been going to the East Room Since I came back from Carbondale I went to Southern Illinois University Okay yeah So yeah. as soon as I was old enough To get in I was in there basically So I think I've been going Since about I wanna say about Ooh I overestimated it Ooh, probably like 2014, 2015. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've been going there for a while, and I'm like, man, this would be cool to actually have my art in front of there. So basically, Jake Merton, he did the whole thing. He designed it. He was like, what you think? Okay, I'm going to paint it. And then he painted it. And it was basically from his mind to the paper to reality. So we That's just amazing. Collab. Like yeah. a black super saiyan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and are you getting a lot of people who are commenting on that and like, you know, tweeting at you or hitting you on Instagram? Oh, and like, definitely. hey, I saw this. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because, uh, you know, people just take a picture. Yo, check it out. UG Baby, da-da-da-da. Like, even in passing, I just catch people just stopping and checking it out. You know, even the Flash Tacos. I know you have Flash Tacos, Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, so sure. Flash Tacos, they got a taco truck that posts up right there. Mm-hmm. And I can catch people while tacos? they're eating. They're always there, like, like overnight. That's like truck? That's a Flash Taco. Yeah. Both of them are actually. That's crazy. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so the murals are out there active. Like, with Inferno, is there a date when it's coming out? Because I know you've dropped a couple tracks in the last couple so months. So the date is to be announced, but sure. it is, it's pretty, it's finished. You know what okay. I mean? Okay, so it's done. Say, yeah, it's just, I'm just waiting for the right moment. I'm really, I'm really busy, like, a lot of times. Right. So it's really, like, whenever I feel like the time is right, I'm going to be like, okay, yeah. Are you thinking before the end of the year, or is it still too early oh, to tell? way before the end of the year. Okay. I say sometime, like... Right before the summer lets up, probably. Oh, okay. So we're close. You're close, yeah. We're close. All right. Close. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Anything else you can tell us about that project? Because, you know, we haven't heard a lot of it. Um, yeah. So um, it's, fire. it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's fuego. <laughs> Inferno was basically like, it's just me putting out very hot current music, you know, just giving people different, different styles of like my edgy music, pretty much. Sure. That's, sure. that's a creative way to say it, right? Yeah. But as you but know, yeah. like I was listening to the newer tracks, like smoked and stuff, and there's like there's definitely an edge to them, and then like yeah. in person you just could not be a, a nicer, more pleasant, you know. <laughs> Facts, yeah, yeah. See, see, also people don't know I'm a nurse. So the thing really? is yeah, I'm an LPN. So I do everything except for deal with veins. So basically, like I gotta turn, you know. But if you're doing yeah. any kind of medical work where you are interacting with people who are in there, like mm-hmm. you, you have to have a certain level of like compassion. Compassion, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good word. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Because not everybody can do that work. Right. Not everybody has that empathetic. Oh, not side even to a them. patience. Not even a patience. Oh yeah, to I'm sure. Them, you know what I mean? So because a lot of times it's not the easiest job, but yeah, you know, it is. What wow. It is. So you're doing like. You're doing nurse work and music yeah. and balancing both of those. And you yeah. still got to be a regular person. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, and then right. just have like, you, you know, <laughs> friendships and go to the grocery yeah. store and yeah. go to the gas station. Hey, we're at 99%, man. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Emil, what about you? What do you have going on? What's on deck uh, for you this year? Well, um, I've been lately working on uh, my next, like, I've been going back and forth whether it's like a full length of just an EP, but it's called Good Grief. Good grief. Uh, it's like, uh, it's kind of like a play on like the uh, Charlie Brown reference as well. But right. it's also like, uh, kind of like, because I really feel like mental health is not like something that we address enough in like the black community. And, yeah. Uh, and even yeah. now today in our generation, I think we only like find out when somebody's going through something at the end of it. At the end of it. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, yeah, you hear so many stories. And I mean, of course it gets, um, it's much larger. It's on a much larger marquee when it's like a, a celebrity, celebrity yeah. suicide, right. commits suicide. And it's obviously very tragic when anyone does that. But every time a celebrity commits suicide, it feels like there's this conversation on Twitter where everyone goes, man, we, we really got to look out for each other. And then after like two later, days, it's kind of like, yeah. oh, Trump said this and Kanye said this. And like every, everyone kind of forgets Everything about it. is microwave in this day and What's age. It's the fast food era. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly what it is. It's like people care this day and then the next week is forgotten why, about. And that's you know? why in reference to like release dates or like just like any type of anticipation for your music, I don't think we're even in that era anymore where like you kind of can like, you kind of got to go off the cuff with a lot of shit. Right. Because yeah. like, you really, you pretty much are releasing it when they want it and when they act like they want it. And when it's I mean? the, the right moment exactly. 
exactly. Absolutely. When it's palpable. Like my whole thing is like a successful release date is like when you can feel like an energy in the city. You know what yeah. I mean? When you just know that like your name is bubbling, even if it's not in every circle, because you're not making music to be a, for everybody to be your fan. It's impossible. Sure. But it's right. like you just want to know that you like are moving the culture, even if it's a tad bit. So like for me, uh, me talking about something that I feel like is really important without making it like a fucking PSA. Right. I just kind of like did like talking my truth with some yeah. cool ass beats behind it. Good grief is like really important to me because I think everybody is like has those type of like thoughts and shit where we have like just like every day isn't sunny. But like how no. do you take how do you do with that energy? How do you turn a negative into a positive? Sometimes right. you can't, but you still should try. Right. Yeah, I mean th- that's such a huge topic and it's so important because you're right. Like, and I think yeah. in this kind of social media Instagram age, it's very easy to think like, oh my God, everybody's doing better than me. Because it could except, be an era of perception. Right, yeah. right. And then you feel like, well, shit, if I feel bad, I'm the only one. And obviously that's not true. I think most people are yeah. feeling in a stressful time right thing. now. Yeah. It's just some people just don't express it, you know? They yeah. just, and you shouldn't feel like that. You should always feel like you should express whatever you're going through. You know how hard it is to like just kind of feel like you're dumping your problems on somebody, though. Like, this is like literally like my brother, my best friend. Like, easily I come to him about my, my worst shit and my facts, best. Facts, facts, but like facts. at the same time, though, like it's not easy to just come to somebody about like some shit, especially when they may, you may not want to just slow down how their day is going. Right. And not that you feel like they wouldn't care, but you want to just be like, you kind of want to assume, especially when you put your our age. Into a fact that we feel like we're too grown to be going through certain shit. Well, you don't want to be right. a burden. You yeah. don't want to be, yeah, yeah, but at yeah. The same time, yeah. it's like a closed mouth don't get fed, and like a person like who's in need who doesn't like speak up can't get help. Yeah, right. no, absolutely. And so, you know, doing this in Chicago with both of you as Chicago artists, like, how do you feel like the music community um, is working right now? Because I mean, it's really easy to be like, oh, we're in a renaissance in Chicago, but like, what goes into each of you connecting with and building in this community, and and what works, and then what you know. Yeah, I guess bring us into that experience for you. So uh, with the Chicago industry, honestly, um, if I'm being real, I got a lot of help. Like just coming out, like my first like interest into everything, like I got a lot of help. I want to say my homie uh, Kales, he helped uh, introduce me to. Well, I kind of already knew about him, but he helped introduce me to Alex Wiley. Sure. And then, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Alex Wiley, shout out Alex, that's the homie. And then from there, you know, he was like, yo, this music is dope. Like, I guess they saw what I had as being, you know, good. So they was like, I bet, you know what I mean? Let's start working, let's try to promote you some. So then from there, uh, I was working with Alex Wiley, then I met Superboy. Through yeah. Alex Wiley And I know you and worked then, with him Yeah Super's the homie So he basically like Super helped take me To a different level as well Out here You know what I'm saying Just introducing me To everybody he knew And then the thing is Like the way they did it Was so selfless You know what I'm saying Like they didn't They didn't say like Oh you got potential I'm gonna hold you back You know what I mean Or oh, it's hot Let's not promote you You know right. They were confident In what they had going And they just helped me out To get me a little There's further, a lot of helping hands Right now Yeah it yeah feels like Definitely Like every Every kind of class, I guess you could call it, where it's like there was like the save money class, then yeah. like there's like the pivot crew, and it just feels like, you know, it, it sounds like there's just so much interconnectivity and so much yeah. of people, like you said, reaching out and, and kind of bringing the next generation into it. Right. Yeah. See, what, uh, so with, with pivot crew, I met I met Saba, Joe, Mello, right. uh, John. I met all those guys, like, you know, through my homie Legit. 
and we were all in a rap group from high school. So it's basically like it's a very small community. Like everybody yeah. knows each other. You know what I mean? Like, and then we see each other out all the times. Like if you go into the if you go into the popping events or like say something at Talia Hall or right, right, you know, or, or East, East Room. Room. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I need I need some sponsors or something. Like, I need East Room sponsors. Yo, East Room sponsor <laughs> this podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. I feel like in like 2012, that was like the real like emergence of like. Our like uh, Renaissance era or the beginning sure. of our Renaissance era. This Chicago. current like yeah. let's call it like the post Kanye yeah, Chance I would, era. I would yeah, um, yeah I guess for for like that's what you describe to call it. I just look at it as like um, just like at the era of like the 2012 because at the time you had like uh, obviously yeah not, that's, it is a post Kanye era where we like are finding our new heroes in Chicago. Yeah, yeah like he was the true. biggest thing, and then yeah, that post, this whole new yeah, we, wave came. And yeah, also right. like 2012, like around the time when you had Chief Keith like starting right. to become a bubbling thing. King Louis' name is like running like back mm-hmm. and forth. Even like you had artists like Katie Got Bands, just like artists that were like really like on the forefront of Chicago. This is what people were thinking about. Yeah, and it's a little it was all harder. And, and it was, then, yeah. But yeah. in the background of that, you had like our group at the time, like Breakfast Club. You had like Chance was just like dropping Ten Day. So and even like Fake Mensa was still with like Kids These Days. Yeah. yeah. And you had like uh, Kimbe X and Alex Wiley were in a group called The, the Village. Village. And like, Kimbe went to uh, high school with us and stuff. Yeah. Like, so we know Kimbe X since like he was the voice. And these rapper. were all like artists who were getting covered on like Fake Shore, Ruby. Hornet, Closed right. Sessions. Ruby Hornet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they back. I know you yeah, seen that, right? Yeah, they just uh, came back. Yeah. Even at that time, of like that uh, like that, that beginning of that 2012, 2013 era, they were, they were also one of the people who had their fingerprints like on like the, had the thumb on like the post, you know? Right, right, right. So at this point now, when you look at like where each person became, like how those artists kind of like which directories they eventually went into, now you're looking at like now that they've created a platform for themselves, now they're able to like create that second win and that's how you have like, not saying like no name is like a brand new artist but now she has like a platform because like she has right. some like people like who came before that also like keep and Saba's really become like right. I mean and his profile has and, grown and so much and he's yep. his brother like yes. each person should like each one should teach one you know what I mean or like and when we get further than the last person we should extend back so we can all get that together it's better than the past though because in the past it was really bad yeah like, Chicago is not a supportive environment yeah, in the past it's, it's way it's, it's a lot I won't say it's like the greatest it can be, but right. it is a lot better than it was. It's too in the many past. cooks now, though. It is a lot of cooks now. You know what I mean? Not saying there's never been a lot of like artists in the world, period. But I feel like it's definitely a lot more than it is people who want to like be help artists. Like I think we're surrounded by more like people who want to be in front of the camera than behind. And I, th- I, a hundred percent agree. I've done this podcast for a long time, and it's like. I have a lot of people who, over the years, have said, like, oh, I want to get involved. I want to help out. I want to intern. I want to produce. I want to do this. Yeah. And then, like, this second, I'm like, all right, well, here's the work that's involved with it. Like, it's this amount of emails. Nah, this I don't amount like of that. Adobe. <laughs> and then, like, people drop out. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't misrepresent it. I'm like, I don't know what you thought this is, but it's not us just, like, just hanging waiting. out in a boat with, like, Chance the Rapper or whatever. <laughs> like, that's, that's not what this is. Right. It's mostly a lot of email. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who I think, you're right, like, they... They see what's going on in like East Room, Soho, whatever, mm. and they just think, oh, how do I fast forward to that? And it's like, there's a whole bunch of work, a whole yeah. bunch of boring, yeah. Yeah. inch by inch hard work that gets you to that point. Exactly. Yeah. Every, but not everybody wants to do that work. Nobody wants to do it, actually. Nobody wants to do it. <laughs> because nobody wants to get doors closed in their face. Like, nobody, like, everybody wants to, like, be the person who, like, sells a million cookies, but they ain't right. trying to, like, go door to door and get told, nah. You Man, know that's, a good, that's yeah. a good analogy. You're right. But it is, but it's true. Like, you're right. A lot of people think that, like, oh, my God, if I got to go door to door. I mean, I'll tell you this, like, with this podcast, speaking of door to door, 
I do a live version of this podcast, usually in the panel format, where I'll have a panel at Chicago Athletic Hotel mm, in the fire. Loop. It's a super great venue for that. But when my friend Michael and I, uh, my friend Michael Wing, he's a DJ in the group Autograph, but he's also like a content producer and, and just kind of a you know, tech producer geek like me. You're and right. so he and I were like, we want to do something with the hotel. This is like, you know, five years ago or so before hotels were like cool. Before yeah. Soho House, before Virgin. Mm. Right, Virgin. Yeah. And we literally, no joke, we printed out a one sheet. Top half was like about my stuff. Top, mm. Bottom half was about his work. And we literally went door to door to every hotel in the city. Yeah. And we're like, hey, is your marketing manager in? And like left the, the one sheet with them. And eventually we started getting some calls. But like, we That's literally dope. went door to door. And yeah. get a bunch of people were like, no, what are you talking about? Why are you bothering us with this? You know? Yeah. And nobody wants to like do that level of work, let alone even just an email. Yeah. yeah. But, but you, that's how you, things happen. You definitely had the vision though. So yeah, But it was I a mean, lot of work and it was a lot of getting told no. I ain't yeah. sure, but I do like like he's saying, I appreciate hearing like the little the grind of your shit, bro. Cause like yeah. it's it pays off to see like like you said, like the sure shit, bro. That's that's more than enough to go from like being told no to being like, what can we do? Yeah, <laughs> man, it's, and, and you know, any I just feel like any creative industry victory, yeah, it's like usually that doesn't come easy. Yeah. And it feels really good when you have that thing that where someone says yes and they're like yes we're gonna make this happen let's right. promote it let's do it right and you're like oh my god thank god like this makes it so worth it all the yeah. people who like didn't get it yeah, yeah. you know what that's that's kind of like that's, that's kind of like my motto to things now like you know what i'm saying like i think i came up i was browsing through social media or whatever Porn and then, you know <laughs> yeah i'll put <laughs> so basically, yeah, like I was on Pornhub and it was a speech with right. Denzel Washington. The inspiration section of Pornhub. And then he said, never give up. You know what I'm saying? He said, you gonna he said everybody that you see that's somewhere great, they heard a million no's. Absolutely. You know, but this is right before the money shot, too. Right, right. Right? This is right before the bust on face. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like this beginning skit was basically hers like, no, no. But then she was like, okay. You know what I'm Can saying? Can you imagine so- how how much people would learn if they put like coding classes and inspirational huh? classes on Pornhub? <laughs> you think I'm about to Can you imagine like people would be like, scroll, scroll, scroll. Bro, oh, wait, I'm, learn Python. I'm not Maybe. Gonna, yeah, I ain't gonna lie, man. I didn't like came across some songs where I was like, whoa. This kind of fire. I, I had to stop me and stroke. Like, hey, hey. this is, I need to check the comments. You have to look through the comments. Hey, hey. what song hey, played at 3 minutes and 46? Like, I'm waiting for an artist to build their whole, like, album rollout on Pornhub because honestly, like, you yo, know where the eyeballs are. Yo, bro, that's got, a lot of plays. And then if it's actually, now, but if it like actually that. go crazy, though, like, that... That might be a crazy marketing plan. But they, gee, I don't like ads on my like pornographic site, so I think I would be uh, any type of marketing I see done. I'm a low key protest. I ain't gonna care. Nah, nah, nah. We talking about like during the beginning, like when Shorty gee, dancing. I don't want to. And then it got your B plan. Did it go crazy? I'm not gonna lie, bro, because that shit gets stuck in my head, bro. And I don't want some trash. Like, bro, the first time I seen Apple Booty, bro, like the song that I heard, bro. Because first of all, this is my first time seeing a hardcore porno. Hell, no. I had to like go low key, like still, like I had to sneak in my brother's room and watch. Watch his porn, G. And like, That's crazy. Was, like, you low key out in your brother though, but bro, it's cool. My brother, grown ass man. <laughs> Sorry, your man, mama don't G. know that. <laughs> hey, my mama not finna watch this podcast. Oh God, she love me, but she's not finna just go her way. Power came on. G, power did not come power on. Power did not come on. Shawty, super salty. But yo, all I'm saying is, I, had, I was watching this play, bro, and I was just like, first of all, I had only seen softcore, bro. So you know that's like literally no penis, you know what I'm saying? And like, I was like, for sure, I, I'm dead. I don't need to see a penis, Hell bro. No. I'm here for the titties and the ass. Then I seen the first Apple booty, bro. First of all, the nigga had on all white ones. 
Super clean. First of all, I never even seen that. And the music was mad vulgar, Bro, wasn't it? Booty, 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 booty. I was like, yo. I, I and I'm gee, this is seventh grade. I'm talking about the wow. fact that years later the song is stuck in my head. I don't want that. That's that effective I, marketing. I don't, that's yeah. true. That is like true. like even like even true. even like putting music inside of games. That shit is big. Well, too. yeah, like that's, Grand Theft yeah. Auto stuff like, like bro, that. That's so like the new radio. It's right crazy. There, it's a lot of music that I like. I used to play Tony Hawk a lot growing yeah, up. Yeah, all like, that all stuff was the radio. Scales. So it's a lot of music. Like I wasn't really big on like rock and alternative music, but through playing Tony Hawk and then like it's something you're like, oh shit, maybe I like. Consciously got in my head. I'm like, damn, this shit is kind of cold. Like, like, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy how. And I think it goes both ways. I think a lot of rock kids probably were exposed to a lot of hip hop through like Grand Theft Auto stuff like that. Yep. And Tony Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite Tony Hawk though? Uh, I think Tony Hawk 3 I like Underground bro Them Underground storylines Underground is dope Yeah bro Especially I played every one with I played right everyone The second one with Bam Was the most fire Cause that's when his show Was out too Oh so yeah, like, yeah 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 And then they couldn't Get no realer than hey, that Hey shout out Bam man yeah, <laughs> And R.I.P. Uncle Vito man. And Ryan Dunn Go on but never forgot <laughs> Damn. So this is Man this has been wild We have covered a lot of stuff Where can people find out What's coming up from you Where can people follow you guys I'm not gonna lie to y'all bro Me and Yuji We finna take over the fucking world bro We got a whole rock album coming out Called Watch Your Fucking Mouth <laughs> We got more raps coming out We got more hot shit We got funny shit We got shit that ain't even coming out yet Cause we can't We gotta wait 2018 nigga <laughs> Alright, so facts. So we do have a we do have a rock album though. Really? It's alternative yeah. though. Yeah. Right. Calling it rock, you know, cause me and Yuji, like we just said, we we get our rock from Tony Hawk. <laughs> so we 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 ain't known there. So that's like, like Tony hey, Hawk Cuddy. inspired rock Cuddy. album. Yeah, and Cuddy, like we literally have no we don't understand what genre we be listening to. All we know is it's fire or it's garbage, bro. We be like, yo. Exactly. And if it's like and if we like really if it's a crazy guitar, we be like, oh that's some garage punk shit. And right, if it's right, smooth, right. we'll probably call it like some Neo shit. We literally have no idea what the sound is, but we know it's a rock shit. Right, we right, definitely right, know right. that. It's, and it's fire. It's definitely, I can't wait to hear that. Because it's an yeah, amalgamation yeah. of like the shit that you usually would hit. Like, it's pretty much our personality just put in a different context. Dude. Exactly. Like, and because we like really do appreciate just like other shit. Like, because we ne- you can't just listen to rap 24 7. Sure. Yeah. You, well, you can't listen to anything 24 7. Like, it, yeah. Well, it, it, I think it's crazy that people only listen like maybe like one, one genre. genre. That's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember like, and now granted, when I was in high school, there wasn't Spotify, like there wasn't really iTunes, so, like things were a lot more even harder wasn't to find. Even right, it was harder to find. But like when I was in high school in the late '90s, like there wasn't YouTube, so like oh, I remember when I worked at a radio station, I remember like bringing home a CD single of Hey Ya, mm, and I remember damn. telling some of my friends who you listened said a CD to like single. you know yeah, Marilyn Manson, Nine Inch Nails, and stuff like that. I was like, you guys, this song is incredible, and literally one of them looked at me and they go, I don't know, man. Rap? <laughs> <laughs> because then it was like you listen to like Marilyn Manson or like Jay Z. Shit, yo, is like one of the most like easiest PG rap songs you can listen to. Well, and to be like, fair, this is like before the L, like this is like the pre-release single, they, so people right. hadn't heard it yet. But, but like, right. all I'm yeah. saying is like he had already had "Get Up and Get You." Wait, some. Like, wait, they already right. had wait. Way more Do you know what Hey Y'all was about though? What was it about? Oh my God! It was about like the, he was basically talking about a relationship going south. Uh, yeah, the yeah, entire yeah. song. But I didn't catch it. I was like, "What the and fuck?" Because it sounds because yeah. it sounds it's so such chippery. A party song. It's that CeeLo Green kind of. Yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. It got that like you know that pop ass yeah. feel. But then when you actually Bye. listen to the lyrics, you like, yeah. "Oh." Oh, you're right. not talking about nothing happy. This is fucked up. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> Shout out, hey, y'all. Uh, um, that is crazy, though, that he brought. You know, oh, speaking of, like, rock, though, what you just say? Oh, for the music, though. Facts. Yeah. 
Follow me on Twitter, Instagram. It's the same U G underscore V A V Y. Also, I got U G V A V Y dot com. U G V A V Y dot com. And it's a good website. You got all your links there. Everything's yeah. real flesh. I, I try to keep it cohesive. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah, man. Yeah, it's very yeah. clean. When I visited the site today, I was like. This is very well structured. Thank you. I appreciate. I can appreciate that. good web design. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want it all confusing. And, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yo, <laughs> reference to Marilyn Manson, though, man. What made me a fan of him besides the beautiful people? Like sure. that song, because that was played on a wrestling game. That's well, that song's that. a heater too. Yeah, that was on oh. like uh, SmackDown. That's, that that was, and like Hey uh, those are two songs where it's like doesn't really matter what genre you oh, like. Oh, you just, era they came yeah, yeah. come out any year. Right. It sound like they did when you first heard it. Right. Yeah, That's what made me fall in love with him though, as far as like be a fan of his music, was like he did a cover. This is Halloween. Yeah. Off of like, you know what I'm saying, Nightmare Before Christmas, which is one of my yeah. favorite Disney movies. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. after that, I was like, all right, bro, you're not too bad. You're like, like, I can't fuck like, with you a little bit. This nigga was trying to suck his own dick. Hey, hey, no, no, no. He really got yeah. real good move. I'm like, bro. First of all, first of all, he like, <laughs> he like fuck you, bitch. I'll do it right. myself. He must have had some fresh mouth. Oh, matter of fact, look, G. Shorty got too cocky. He got two suckers. He's like, bitch, you think I need you? You he really said, think that? He said, bitch, I got real good move. You know what? Go home. He said, you're new to this. I lost two for this. <laughs> I lost two of these bitches. I'm slicking my dick tonight. <laughs> wow, man. We we really covered some ground in this interview. Bro, this is how me and him be in one conversation with each other. It'd be wild, bro. I, I will say this. I would be the first person to subscribe to the two of you having your own weekly podcast that comes out hey, recurring. Hey, hey, not hey, that hey. you're not both busy enough, but man, well, actually, because yeah. he has like he has a shit on lock as far as like having his like all his music going to one. Sure. Thing. And like my each one is like a variation of who I am. Like on Insta, like on Instagram, it's no phone finds. On Twitter, it's just finds. Then on like Facebook, it'd be just like. Emil, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. It's, 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 it's actually the wrong way to say Emil. Nah, I'm not gonna tell him. Except for my Twitter though, because I be on that bitch a lot. That's F N Z E. And then on like uh, Instagram is literally no phone, but phone is spelled with an F as a play on like fonts. Right. But like, yeah, I have. I actually am. I've been working on my own podcast as far as like conceptualizing for the last like almost like two years. It's called the Chicago Sometimes. And uh, I pretty much just been like, at first I was gonna make that bitch like a two hour like talkathon, but then right. I realized I wanted to like really like deal with more comedy. So I've been like kind of like crunching it down and make it like 30 minutes. Like, Man, huh. I'm for real, in all sincerity, I would be the first person to listen to that and be like, holy shit. Because hey, this, take is your like, class, this man. feels like a backdoor pilot to like your guys' podcast, honestly. <laughs> more than just like a normal, because normally the Dynasty podcast is like, the first time we have a guest on, usually it's kind of like a pseudo formula, and we're like, we can let it go places, but usually it's like, how did you get your start? Yeah. What are you working on? Like, how are you know who are you collaborating with? What are you you know, what's coming up in the future? Like, you know, where yeah. can people find your work? What have you yeah. learned? Those are the, the general tent poles yeah. of like usually when it, usually when I have an interview with an artist for the first time, sometimes they're like sometimes it's their first interview, sometimes they're a little bit like cold or like you know they need the coaxing, so I just try to make it very easy. This was not that. <laughs> this was just like you being like, so how are we like, anyway, Marilyn Manson and Pornhub. <laughs> so like, yeah, I would totally listen to this. Um, this, is, this is wild. I can't wait to sit down and edit this and just be like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, UG Vavy, uh, <laughs> Skinny Hendrix, a.k.a. Emil, thank you guys so much for coming up and doing this, man. This was hey, a, thank this you was a party. Me, bro. Yeah, bro, yeah. I, was, I was really excited when he asked me to just tag along and then, like, bro, yeah. cool as hell. Like, you inspired me to, like, just want to get my own shower curtain, G. <laughs> if, if I can't thank you for anything, bro, the shower curtain that I get with my name on it, you're getting one, bro. We got the Dynasty Podcast shower curtain here. If bro, you ever come... fire. Please cop one hey, right hey, definitely, now. Definitely that's, fire. that's all Matter threadless. Fact, pop one, because we bloods here. You know what I'm saying? No, we not. Dynastypodcast.threadless.com. No, you can purchase bullying. your own Dynasty Podcast 
Shower curtain, um, bedspread, pillows, right. the whole thing. DP. Bad Bath and Beyond. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you got the nastiest podcast acting them out, B. DP. We out here. My nigga Jaime. Oh, do they call you Jamie? Which yeah, one do you prefer? Yeah. It's Jaima. Um, yeah, it's Spanish. But yeah, everyone calls it Jamie. There you uh, go. Dude, this, both of you, this was incredible. This was a blast. We will do it again. Thank you both so much yeah, for coming out, man. Yeah, like, appreciate it. This will be funny it. as hell, bro. Like, Facts. Anytime, bro. Especially with the rabbit in the background. That's my spirit animal. I love it. I can't wait for people to hear this. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.